Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I am Rob Giardinelli coming to you from the Bob Bullock Texas State History Museum here in Austin, Texas, and I am here with... I'm Lance Avery Morgan, and we are here with the Madison Fuller, <laughs> Miss Texas America 2019. We're so happy you're here. Thank you so much for having me. So I'm excited I, to be here. You don't live in Austin. We're beaming from Austin right now. We're beaming because you're here, which is oh. so exciting. <laughs> and what's so fun is that I, I feel like I'm a part of your journey. You are. Yeah. You are a significant part oh, of my Oh, you're very journey. sweet. Well, I was a judge this, full disclosure, I was a judge this past summer mm-hmm. for Miss Texas America. And it was a once in a lifetime bucket list experience that I had. And to be able to see Madison go through your journey, and I know you've been on this journey for a while, but to see you that entire week and be crowned was so fulfilling for all of all of us judges. Thank so you. So congratulations Thank again. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So, but it all had to start somewhere, right? It did. You, you, it began somewhere. I think Rob has a fun question yeah, for so, you about that. So what, um, what made you decide pageants was the right route for you? Right. So Miss Texas used to appear on TV every year in the summer. And I remember being six years old, laying in front of our TV, which is so funny because we had plenty of furniture, but I wanted to be right in front of that TV so I could have that perfect view. And watching it every year, I just fell in love with it. And so I decided when I was six, okay, I want to be Miss Texas one day. And as a kindergarten teacher, I kind of laugh at that because, you know, kids want to be things all the time. They want to be unicorns and mermaids and famous and do all these things. But I'm actually living six-year-old Madison's dream. It's crazy to me. So that's where that dream started, and then it just only elevated from there. Well, it shows that anything is possible. It is. But you didn't just decide in when you were six to become Miss Texas, and mm. it just kind of happened. Oh no! A year ago, right? I mean, you, <laughs> oh no! Uh, there was some work, some hard work, and oh, thought, yes. and uh, energy that went into Absolutely. it. Tell us about that journey. So it took five times for me to win Miss Texas, which in the grand scheme of things is a fairly long time. It's a huge time commitment. You sacrifice a lot of things when you're competing seriously for the job of Miss Texas. So five years, I was third runner up three times in a row, first runner up my next year, and then finally coming back this year yeah. was my lucky year. But prior to that, I competed in the teen organization. Right, so which I is had another competed. Big organization that, Absolutely. that cultivates and grooms. It does. Yeah, I competed three years as a teen before winning Miss Texas Outstanding Teen and then shadowing Miss Texas that year, Ashley Melnick. I knew immediately, okay, I have to come back as a Miss. This is something I really want to do. So it was definitely a long journey. I was actually a Lone Star Princess prior to being a teen. So about 13 to 14 years with the organization leading up to becoming Miss Texas. And so one thing that I learned with the Miss Texas organization, and I have known prior Miss Texas Mm -hmm. winners, right? And so Miss, Miss Dana Rogers, who uh-huh. you know, uh, she was a real close friend of mine, and she had come right after Vanessa Williams, and so there was a lot of a lot of publicity about right. that. But what's interesting to me is that all of you, all of anyone who competes, is so beautifully poised and groomed and well spoke spoken, and like I was not now <laughs> well spoken. Uh, and I just I think that that speaks to the organization that it helps to cultivate you all. Absolutely. I sometimes imagine what my life would be like had I not competed within this organization. It teaches you life skills. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, But I really am grateful for the skills, the people, the relationships that I've built through this organization. You have the misconception all the time of beauty pageants, but it's really so much more than that. And it's made me into the person I am today. 
Well, yeah. and, and especially the academic requirements to even go, in, you know, be a, a part of the competition. Can Absolutely. you elaborate on that a little bit and, you know, kind of what's required for someone to actually even be be able to be considered for the competition, whether it's Miss Teen or Miss? Good question. Right. Well, there's all sorts of paperwork that goes into it. You have a resume, you have a social impact, and your academics are considered, especially on the teen level when they're still in high school working towards those scholarships. Sure. So that's absolutely considered, and you win scholarships based off of your competition. So it paid for my entire schooling at Texas A&M University. And now is paying for my master's at Dallas Baptist. So I am so thankful for that. I know my parents are super thankful. Yeah, you're off the payroll. Right? (laughs) And I mean, now as a young adult, I'm debt free, which is absolutely the biggest blessing. So uh, academics are a huge part of it. And that's a lot, uh, one of those misconceptions that people really don't think about. Right. Well, that was one thing that I saw was that every single contestant was whip smart. I mean, like super smart. Like oh, yeah. they got, you had grades I couldn't even dream of having in, in school and uh-huh. in college. And so that commitment to school and community, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. the community service, and that that's part of what really forms a Miss Texas. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah every awesome. contestant has a social impact initiative. They can choose anything personal related, anything that they're passionate about. Right. So for me, loving kids, I knew I wanted to do something kid oriented, right. help them in some way. And I specifically have a heart for kids with cancer. Right. So as a ventriloquist, I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I take this love for kids? I know I can't cure cancer, but if I can make it a little bit better, what can I do? And that's when I developed Socket to Cancer. Which I love. That's a, such a great platform. Thank and you. I loved your ventriloquist yeah. talent. <laughs> How, 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 so did, how did you get into ventriloquism? Because that is not, one, it's not an easy thing to do. Right. And two, it, it really is a, you know, we often will ask, tell something that makes us unique. That's mm-hmm. truly unique. <laughs> so. Madison has a laundry list. <laughs> yeah, she, she does. So That's truly unique. Well, but how, how, <laughs> how did you get into that? So, again, six-year-old Madison watching Miss Texas, there was a ventriloquist in the early 2000s oh. named Brooke Stout. Shout out, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. She made the top 10 and competed uh, several years for Miss Texas, right. and that's when I decided, Mom, I want to be Miss Texas, and I want to do it as a ventriloquist. I love it. And here and we are. here you are. Of course, she thought I was crazy being from such a small <laughs> town. She's like, Madison, we don't have those here. Uh, but thankfully found an old friend of hers who ended up teaching me and taught me everything that I know. And tell us again where you're from originally. Fairfield. From Fairfield, Texas. A really Texas. small little Fairfield, Fairfield. Coma, Texas. So what were the challenges doing pageants, like when you were in school and a kid, mm-hmm. being in a really small town, knowing that, you know, the nearest, and what, how far was, like, the largest big market from where you lived? Oh, goodness. I mean, Fairfield's so small, we don't have a Walmart. It's tiny. Okay. So uh, a lot of trips down I-45 to Dallas, that okay. was usually where most of the Miss Texas things were held. Right. I know so that's straight, like, in the back Dallas of my hand. Is where Fairfield is. North we're Texas. South. South yeah, we're Fairfield. about okay. halfway between Houston and Dallas on got I-45. It. Okay, I'm with you. I, I, yeah. I never took geography, <laughs> and I never got an A in geography, so that proves it. But, yeah, there's a lot of uh, neat little towns that dot that way mm-hmm. between Houston and Dallas. Well, and the neat thing about being from Fairfield, too, is it's huge there. They, I had the most support, I think, of any contestant. I'll bet. Well, you're, slow, you're a movie right. star. Well, you're a movie just... star regardless, but, I mean, really there as well. Right. Hometown Girl does good. Yeah, they wow. have rallied around me, made me feel so loved, and just they, they, they're so proud, and that's the best feeling in the world coming home to such a sweet community. Absolutely. And what's fascinating is that most people don't realize that your duties are 364 days a year. It is. I think you get off for Christmas. I do. You got you, you <laughs> maybe Christmas morning and yes. that's it. But that's a lot of traveling, a lot of commitments, a lot of public speaking. In fact, right now you are here in Austin. You've been at the Capitol all week. Mm-hmm. You're wearing brand new Lucchese boots, which I is am. super awesome. What a great gift to get. So fortunate. Amazing. And you are going to be off to the Sweetwater Roundup 
pretty soon too. I am. Every day, I tell everyone, every day as Miss Texas is different, and that's what I love about it. Right. It keeps me on my toes. I don't make my own schedule. It's made for me, so I look at that calendar, and I'm off to Sweetwater. I'm yeah. off to Lubbock. I'm off to... And you're with gorgeous chaperones. Well. One of I them am. is with us now, Susan, who's yes, wonderful. Yes, she is. And she, so, I, so it, takes a, it takes a village to raise it Miss does. Texas, doesn't it? It does. And the neat thing about it is it is a completely volunteer-based organization. Oh, so that's wonderful. Absolutely. And the people, that, that the will best. forever be be one of my favorite parts right. of it the relationships that I've built that's exactly right well you know and I got to know the organization through um, Valerie our mutual mm-hmm. friend and she had we had been and we had covered it in the magazine pre- previously mm-hmm. and I you know I just I've always been taken with the discipline that goes into what you do beyond mm-hmm. the travel but it's the discipline because you're in full hair and makeup you're you're on all the time mm-hmm. is that difficult for you not you personally, but just as for any... I think anyone who has to be on all the time yeah. can sometimes feel the negative effect of, effects of that. But the way that I look at it is every person that I meet, that may be their one and only time to meet Amos, Texas. And That's I want to make that a good experience for them. And I love people anyway. Yeah. So um, I, I try to look at it through that mindset of being that person that six-year-old Madison wanted to meet. Well, and you were just flocked by a crowd of yeah, boys downstairs. Yeah, literally when we were downstairs at the bowling, some some gentleman who was here from a military academy in San Antonio walked up mm-hmm. and said, you know, our students are here today. Would you mind if Miss Texas posed for a photo? Yeah. And you, you were so gracious hello? and were just like, yeah. absolutely. And it was it was fun. Some kid photobombed. I don't think you saw this, but some kid photobombed <laughs> who was from the school wasn't in the photos than he was. He, it was really he a cute moment. He ran he for his life to be in that <laughs> photo. And who wouldn't, if you think about it? Well, well, it's funny at the Capitol just a few hours ago there were UIL boys there who had won the state championship and we were promoting the rattlesnake roundup wow. and they're all taking their pictures and I told one of the Sweetwater JCs I said hey can I hold a snake let's blow their mind so we grabbed okay, the rattlesnake so, and- all right full disclosure here so we talked about these snakes on the <laughs> elevator so you were taught how to handle them because as Miss Texas you run into snakes every now and again so not people not people snakes. actual real yeah. snakes so so reptiles so that would intimidate me to all get up it i did it once when i lived in florida like Mm -hmm. some reptile thing and i was like i'm never doing that again so i admire you for doing that so how how do you you know with unexpected things or things that take you out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. what's a piece of advice you would give to somebody because you're probably thrown into situations that you probably never thought you would Mm be when you're out of your comfort zone that's when you grow the most i am deathly afraid of snakes okay (laughs) i knew going into this miss texas goes to the sweetwater roundup every year i knew that was a part of the job i've heard previous miss texas talk about it (laughs) but until you're standing there oh yeah okay until you're standing there and you're actually putting your hand towards this creature it you can't prepare yourself for that i always i was always under the impression that they were defanged or they didn't have their venom oh no these are real live mean (laughs) rattlesnakes so thankfully i I should have two crowns for that yeah, I think you should wear two thank crowns you. at once for that because that's incredible. I mean, that's well, a huge fear. Well, and so what did you learn in conquering that fear? That I'm stronger than I believed I was, braver Amen. than I believed I was, yeah. and yeah. if I can conquer that fear, then the you sky's can, the limit. No, it's because you can conquer just about anything. Yeah, you, you can, right? you can conquer those snake. kindergartners. Oh yeah, that you teach <laughs> a different so, struggle. So on that note, when you go back to school, will you study education or what will you um, major in? I'm working towards a master's mm-hmm. of education. Mm-hmm. I I know for the rest of my life I will be working in the education sector somehow, some way, maybe not always in the classroom. I do plan to go back to the classroom first, but something involving education. Yeah. I mean, I think that teachers should earn, 
I'd love to see a headline someday of a teacher who earns a, you know, like a professional football player salary, because I think right. your job is a lot tougher. It is. And it's an important job. It's You're super shaping important. the future of Absolutely. art. I, rem- I think everyone remembers their first teachers, right? Certainly yeah. kindergarten, first grade and those mm-hmm. experiences. I mean, every time I, I like if I smelled chalk, I'd go right back to elementary school. Right. So it's they, these are memories that really last a long yeah. time, and you're a part of that. You're forming those positive right. memories because it's tough. It's tough out there to be a kid. It is, yeah. and you know, you never know what a child is going through at home or in their personal life. Right. And if the only love they're receiving is at school, then I wanted to be that person for them first oh, and foremost. I you're their that. teacher, That's but awesome. right. I wanted to be somebody that they felt comfortable with and that they loved and could go to if they needed them. Right. So, right. you know, while we're talking on the subject of, of children and kids, tell us about the first pageant you ever enrolled in oh goodness as a princess yeah I, I did start in the princess program for Miss Texas which is our mentorship program for girls ages 5 to 12 mm-hmm. and I was a princess for two Miss Texases so the year my very first year Great. she won Miss Texas it was wow. Shyla Phillips That's in 2006 wow. meant to be right we yeah. got to, it was the last year that we were on TV and I walked out on stage and got to see her walk down the runway and wave and it was a magical moment wow. and again that dream just kept getting stronger as right. it went be like Disneyland but better oh yeah because right? <laughs> that, that's not fantasy I mean this is yeah. the real, real world of what you do and going out and affecting mm-hmm. lives every day yeah so that's not disneyland that's not a fairy princess right. that's the real deal right i think that's important for everyone yeah. to note who's listening <laughs> you know going back to your question though so yeah. you don't actually compete for the lone star right. princess right. program you can enroll in that it's a mentorship mm-hmm. program but i was a very shy kid my mom put me in dance oh come and, on i would oh, never yeah. have guessed that Madison. oh yeah i would hide behind her legs so she's like okay we got to do something about this and that's when i started wow. and young pageants wow <laughs> you know I'm, I'm gonna go back just for a second to your yeah. ventriloquist talent. okay not only are you an expert ventriloquist you sing <laughs> as a ventriloquist that's very difficult well thank you I mean that's that's got to be I can't even imagine so like what type of vocal training like is involved with that like did you take like acting classes in high school or like how did you how did you develop that skill over the years, I've had several different vocal coaches. I still, to this day, if you put a microphone in front of me without my puppets, I like clam up and oh, start so getting tense. Bring those puppets on. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The puppets, for some reason, I feel a little more comfortable yeah. to sing. But I, I had several different vocal coaches throughout my lifetime. But yeah. really, the ventriloquism side of it was, again, through that mentor that I had. Her name was Amy Jones. And she taught me everything, the songs, right. the comedy part of it, every single part of ventriloquism. Right, because there is a comedy part part of it. you got to be funny and charming and be able to sing, as we saw And not you. move your lips all at the and same time. And not move your lips. I would not be a very good ventriloquist, <laughs> I don't think. It's, there's a lot. So how many puppets do you have? I just added to my clan. I had six added to this year as Miss Texas to and take on the road with me. these are that you've created and had made. Yes. So there's a creativity so the, to that. The ones that I performed with at Miss Texas that you saw are big yeah. figures, and those are yep. made out of wood. Oh, so inside, awesome. they have a rod about the width of a paper towel. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Holder. Like a dowel, yeah. Yeah, and there's button on, buttons on each side that move their mouth, their eyes back and forth, their eyes close, and their eyebrows. So it's kind of like playing a musical yeah, instrument inside right. because your fingers are doing the right, work. Right, sure. But puppets are a little bit different because your hands just go inside and you move your hands up and down. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. are what I take on the road with me. They're a little more kid-friendly, less breakable. More portable, breakable. Too, probably, yes. yeah. Yes. Now, do you use those like as a part of when you teach? Do you use them as a part of your curriculum? I do. Well, as Miss Texas, as I do Texas. a lot of school programs. Right, right, right. I have a 30-minute assembly. It's called Be the Best You, and we talk about awesome. using your mind, your body, your heart, and your spirit to be your very best. Okay. So I use each. I have four puppets that I use in that program, a lion, a frog, and then a boy and girl, and they help me teach oh, nice. that lesson. Okay. So 
so that way, oh, yeah, that. the kids respond a lot better than just the girl with a crown on her head. They yeah. really right. like the animals. They right. really like the puppets. Makes it more interactive. Yes. It, but exactly. you come up with the program. You come up with the I dialogue. Did. There's a lot of creativity that goes into that. That's incredible. Well, thank you. Truly. Wow. Thank you so much. I mean, I knew that you were talented, but <laughs> but I mean, to be able to create programming like that, that's amazing. Madison. And it's incredibly sophisticated so to do. Yeah. I mean, a 30-minute program is, and it's, it's almost like a theater performance. Yeah. Sometimes multiple times a day. So, I mean, it's the eight shows well, a tough week. Audience. Madison Kids gets. are a tough audience. Well, and right? the reason I love it so much is as many times as I've done it, every single time is different because yeah. you never yep. know what a kid's going to ask or what they're going to say or right. how they're going to respond. So, and it keeps me on my toes. And they tell the truth, don't they? Oh, they they're do. True tellers. I was going to say, no... so what, what's the most, what is, I guess, the most unique question you've gotten from a child in in one of those, in one of those performances? Because you've oh probably goodness. done quite a few by now. I can't think of like the funniest question. I before winning Miss Texas, I was doing programs as a local title holder, and I got questions like, "How old is your dad?" Just random off the wall hmm, questions that kids yeah. want to yeah, know. Right. But I've also had some really deep questions from usually fifth grade, sixth grade. Mm -hmm. They start asking really in depth, awesome questions right. wow. that I'm like, "Wow, you're you're really with it." So, so you have to be creative with your answers too. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's tough. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think <laughs> I consider myself a creative person. I am not nearly as creative as Madison Fuller's that's for darn oh, sure well thank you Truly. well what's so great is that you know our our podcast is about style and you have tremendous mm -hmm. style thank whether you. you're in an evening gown or in Lou Casey booths tell us about who influenced you initially with your style point of view Ooh, that's a good question so I've always I'm a pretty modest person yeah. person yeah we've competing noticed. in swimsuit yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> um you know just Celebrity wise, yeah, I celebs. really like Mandy Moore. Um, oh, she's, so she's amazing. And I'm also yeah. a pretty tall girl, so mm -hmm. I respect her a lot. She's like 5'11. Yeah, um, her and Carrie Underwood, I think, do a really great job of wearing really awesome, great fashion, yeah. but doing it in a classy and tasteful way. I agree. Especially as celebrities. So yeah. those are two that I really admire. Well, I like those. Those are great Sense choices. of style, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Well, and I think, like you, they're going to be people who we see a long time. They're going to be around mm -hmm. for, the, yeah. for the long haul. Yeah. Well, and right. they both really have. I mean, Mandy's been around probably oh, 20 years by awesome. now, and she's Carrie's been around pushing 15, yeah. mm -hmm. if right. not more than 15. Yeah. yeah. And Madison's just warming up. I know. <laughs> Miss Texas 2019, she is just warming up, which is so great. Which is so awesome. So tell us about where, like, what what are you going to do next week? What what does next week look like for you? Because you have such a crazy schedule. So I'm finishing out this week. I'll be in Huntsville and then Houston, and okay. then I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know where I am next okay. week. Yeah. <laughs> so I was going to ask. So like, wh how how does the schedule get determined, and mm -hmm. how far in advance, and how do you prepare? Because I right. mean, you know, if you're going to Houston, it's not the same as going to. Lubbock like right, like they're right. completely different things how do you you know prepare wardrobe wise and mm -hmm. just energy wise to do that I really have to take it day by day I want to okay. be in the moment yeah. make sure that I'm focusing on whatever appearance I'm at so right. being in Austin this week okay focusing on what I'm doing here and then I'll worry about the next few days after that gotcha. when I get to that point yeah. I, which is kind of hard for me because I'm a you're big a planner, planner. I am yeah. well if you're putting together 30 minute shows <laughs> yes you are a well, planner she you have to be, be. Miss Texas when she yeah. was six years old so <laughs> she's a planner a true planner <laughs> No, but really in this job, you have to take it day by day and be right. present because, again, every day is different. And as much as you prepare for something, you yeah. never know how things are going to go. You you can't plan for a lot of this. I to love be able it. To live that way. I love it. Know? I think that's why I enjoyed kindergarten. Yeah. It's really similar. Right. And, that, and you're a kindergarten teacher as well. well I was going to say, what amazing. do you enjoy most about teaching kids of that age? 
Oh, goodness. I love that they think every single thing is the best thing ever. Like, who wants to wipe oh, down the yeah. table with a Clorox wipe? And they're fighting <laughs> over that job because that is just the best thing that you could possibly right, do. Right, They, well, ha- they find like so you make much it fun, joy. Yeah, you probably make oh, well, it fun. <laughs> but make the, cleaning fun. Their, their joy and the oh, way that they awesome. treat each other. I, I saw the perfect example of how we as adults should treat one another right. through their eyes. Yeah. And just seeing the love that they had for one another. And, you know, they don't care where you're from, who your parents are, how much money they make. They don't care about any of those things. They yeah. see you as... A person as a human being and I love that about that that reminds me of that best-selling book that was called similar to what you're speaking about it's called everything I, I learned mm-hmm. in life I learned in first grade in kindergarten yeah, it was kindergarten yeah. and so those life skills form early and so the influences like you mm-hmm. on them is really crucial it as is. well as media messages you know Absolutely. what the, what the media is telling them and what they're absorbing mm-hmm. from a media standpoint, and so how speaking of which, how do you how do you deal with social media these days? What's because I know you're active on it and mm-hmm. you're representing both Brand Madison and also the Miss Texas right. organization. That's a heavy responsibility. Tell us a little bit about that. It is that I think was the one thing I wasn't prepared for. Not well, just wasn't expecting. That's a yes. better way okay. to put mm-hmm. it. I did not realize how big social media would be a part of the job in Miss yeah. Texas. And really that's just been within the last two or three years mm-hmm. that it's really taken off. Right. And it is a huge part of what I do as Miss Texas, yeah. sharing those experiences, sharing what I'm doing as Miss Texas on social media. I sometimes have to compartmentalize sure. that. Yeah, of course. I think we can get lost in this fantasy world of social media. Right. And for me personally, I struggle with comparing myself to others sure. through that. So right. taking a step that. back and making sure that what I'm sharing is authentic and real and it's fitting the brand of Miss Texas, right. but also not putting out this fake message that life is perfect, that everything's right. wonderful, um, so that young girls don't struggle with that when they look at my social media. Right. Well, I think that peer pressure, and you have seen that coming up through mm-hmm. the Miss Texas organization of how how prevalent that is, right? Mm-hmm. And so to have, to be able to celebrate and elevate like you do, I think is a real asset for both the organization and for yourself. Thank you. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so, um, so tell us a little bit about um, just, you had, Going back to your, um, going back to what we were talking about with um, your previous times in Miss Texas, mm-hmm. to be, it's really a story in persistence to me. That's Thank kind you. of at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to somebody who comes really close, excels and achieves really highly, comes really close, but is coming just short of their mm-hmm. goal? What advice would you give them to stick with it and really perceive until you ultimately mm-hmm. achieve it? Timing is everything. Mm -hmm. That is the number one thing I learned through this experience. For me as a believer, it was always, okay, in God's timing. Um, But competing so many years, I knew my first year I was too young. Miss Texas is a full-time job. I was 19, a freshman out of college, just way too young. And I knew that. Coming back my next year, still a little young. I'll come back. Next year will be great. And I thought that third year, it had to be my time. It just had to be. (laughs) And Lord knows it was definitely not meant to be. Um, But I'm a firm believer that everything happened leading up to that for a reason. I went to school for calm. I was not Mm -hmm. an education major. Mm -hmm. I had no plans of teaching Mm -hmm. whatsoever. I hadn't wanted to be a teacher since I was in like second grade. So um, I was sitting in my cubicle that year after I came back my third time. I was third runner up for the third year in a row, really devastated, um, just not sure where to go from there. And I was sitting in my cubicle um, at my first job and all of a sudden just started thinking about a classroom. 
and had no yeah. idea why I was really? doing it. I told my mom, I said, this is weird. I'm having all these thoughts of being in a classroom. What is yeah. that coming from? She said, well, maybe you should look into it. You love kids. You might be a good teacher. Right. So that's when I started my alternative certification, came back to Miss Texas that summer and was first turner up. Isn't that something? I was a lot more optimistic after that right. than the year before, though. And that's when I moved to Tyler and started teaching. And as soon as I won Miss Texas, it all made sense. That yeah. year of kindergarten was what I right. needed. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I don't know if I would have ever ended up in the classroom had I right. won Miss Texas right. that third year. And if you had won then, you know, right. who knows what your life would have been like afterwards, right? right? There's no guarantees. So right. you're in the right place at the right time doing yeah. the right thing. And I always believe that. Those kindergartners were the best prep I could have ever had. Absolutely. So. Isn't that cool? Mm -hmm. And how did you find your own personal essence shift when you made that change, like from a communications major to an education major? Oh, goodness. I, I felt really unfulfilled in my first two jobs that I was working okay. in the marketing yeah. sphere. I'm a very energetic person. I love to be around people, talking with people, and I just it just did not seem right. Okay, um, wasn't a fit. It wasn't. Got it wasn't you. who I was. It wasn't mm -hmm. what made me happy. And I found yeah. myself, I'm a very happy person, but right. I found myself for the first time in my life really dissatisfied and really unhappy. Yeah, sure. And it was hard to admit that. So, um, like I said, going to that classroom was the best thing that I ever did. Yeah. And now I know for sure that that's where I'm supposed to be. And I discovered this whole new passion that I didn't even know existed until I was put in this stage of unhappiness. Right. So how do you see yourself being involved with the Miss Texas organization moving forward after your reign? Well, I mentioned it's all volunteer based yeah. and so many people have poured into my life mm -hmm. and helped me become the Madison that I am today. So right. I want to be able to do that in the future. I kind of figured that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this organization, back. it just sucks you in and then you can't leave. Yeah. You you get the personalities stuck. are well, so yeah. compelling. They're what, so charming. Like like this year, Tara Watson Watkins, who was Miss Tech, I believe 2000. Was 2000? 2000. Mm -hmm. We okay. love our Tara. Yeah, she's and the greatest. Anne, and, mama. you know, she, oh, she's the greatest too. Yeah. So, but yeah, she, you know, eight, 17, 18 years after the fact, you yeah. know, was still heavily involved, yeah. heavily involved in the organization. I definitely plan to take a small break to mm -hmm. let the next Miss Texas have her right. moment to let her shine. And then maybe 10 years down the road, come back and be a part of the state level or the local level, whatever way I can Absolutely. help. Absolutely. Now, you're not going to move to London like your predecessor, are you? No plans to move okay. overseas. All right. <laughs> keep it local. I'm a Texas girl. Okay. I have to stay here. Well, she's having a fun time over there, it looks like. She is. We were actually FaceTiming her. There's a six-hour time difference, right. but she loved the Sweetwater Roundup last year, so we were oh, FaceTiming right. her yeah. in, letting her see oh, everyone, and so reminiscing, great. and she was also really encouraging to me. Hey, Morgana, how did you handle this? And yeah, she was really encouraging. Morgan's a great mentor for so many young women like herself. But certainly I would imagine yeah. she, you're, you're taking the reins from her or you have yeah. taken the reins from her. And so that's really important that yeah. you continue to fulfill that. I'm sure you'll be the same way with the person who yeah. who accepts the challenge after you. Right. Well, yeah. and it, it's so cool because it is a brand. Yeah. The Miss Texas, Miss America right. organization is its own brand. Yeah. But with each new title holder, you somehow get to shape and mold it to fit you as well as a person. Right. So it's really neat how you take this brand, this iconic brand, and right. you still stay true to that, but you have your own personal flair on it. What's been the most fun part about that for you? And, and the just brand. the shape, and just shaping, and shaping it in the way that you kind of wanted to, you know, it, in a way that's comfortable for you and yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the idea that it's only 365 days, you only have this small amount of time. Okay. You got to get it's it done. It's limited. Yeah. And if you don't seize that opportunity, then you're wasting time. So, right. really, for me, the very first day I made a choice, you know, to no matter how I was feeling, whether I was sick, tired, sure. anything in between, that I was going to choose to be happy. 
and choose to love people and um, pour into people and do everything that I could to make their experience meeting a Miss Texas a good one. So I tried to start every day with a smile on my face. And um, again, no matter what's going on, just have that optimism and have that I joy. think that's great advice for any human. You don't have to be in the Miss Texas organization. Right. It's for any human. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing those words thank of wisdom. You. Wow. Well, thanks. Yeah. So, Lives are changing. Thanks to Madison Fuller. I know they are. And we're running a little short on time. Oh, but, you know, oh, come on. I, I do a full disclosure here. Miss Texas pe- competition of 2018 was the first one I'd ever been to. Really? So, and it was interesting. And I knew you were going to win pretty much after the first or second competition because you know like when you're watching it from an audience you know there's a whole bunch you know uh-huh. like it's going to be one of these three and then after like the second round I knew it was going to be you well, thank the you. rest of the way so I was yeah. glad I was correct yeah it, look at so you I was like so what advice would you give to somebody who's never gone to a pageant before um and just really how much fun it can be have an open mind. There, I mentioned earlier, there is yeah. so much more to this organization than meets the eye. And if you really sit down and have a conversation with a girl who's competing within the organization, right. you'll see that very quickly. It's not just a beauty contest. That's a huge misconception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there really is some depth to these ladies who are competing. And if you take the time to listen just for a few minutes, you'll see it. And also the spirit of competition that yeah. I see on stage with both the teen world and then the the you grown ups, the Miss Texas <laughs> competitors. I mean, there's a really there's a there's a largesse of spirit that I see that you all have for each mm-hmm. other, and that's really touching to see. It really mm-hmm. is. Women supporting women. Absolutely, yeah. it's amazing. Absolutely, we're big fans of that, and and, and celebrating and elevating. Yes, yeah, sir. Absolutely. And I think that's the perfect the perfect way to end. Well, I'm Lance Avery Morgan, and I'm Rob Giardinelli, and we're here with Miss Texas Madison Fuller at the Bob Bullock Texas State History Museum, signing off on success with style, reminding you that great style starts with having a unique point of view. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Madison. Thank you.